it was it was different. It was different. Yes. <laughs> it's just that okay. kind of day. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I can't even take you seriously. Um, no, don't take me serious tonight. Don't take me serious. Uh, you know, we use humor. But um, we, we said, you know, yeah. I do, do my little opening, welcome everybody. <sighs> we'll do what we do. Yeah, we almost matched tonight. Yes. Um, Lovely. Not so much a re- re- we can review. We're going to chit-chat a little bit. Okay. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Let me um go ahead and invite some people in here. Share it. Share them live, and we are live on our Facebook page, right? Yeah, we are. And I'm doing. I don't. You know what? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, well, I'll check that well, out. We'll figure too. it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just um, just invite some folks in. Yeah. We are so quiet. <laughs> I feel like we have to whisper. All right. I feel. Did you feel? I'm, I'm whispering too. Like, why are we whispering? We gotta talk. <laughs> All right, everybody. Time to Thank stop you. whispering. It's time to start the, the open and get you guys going. So you have a great show. Thank you, Ellen. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Hello. How are Hi. you tonight, Root? I am well. How are you? I am fine. Welcome, everyone. How are you? Welcome yes, to... Okay, evening. let me get serious. Welcome to another episode of Authors Up. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors. Oh, wow. <laughs> and tonight... <laughs> author Victoria Henderson Poole and author Ruth Griffin yes. are your co-hosts. So welcome everyone to another episode of Authors Up. We see in Facebook land, Francina is with us. Welcome. And I see Linda. Thank you guys for joining Hi, us. Hi guys. <laughs> How are you tonight, Ruth? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a long day, Yeah, but I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing okay too, um, listeners and viewers. We are missing one of our beloved bronze girls tonight. She's so, not feeling well. Yes. So, so our hearts are with Elder Andrea Hines. Andrea L. Hines is our other co-host. Good evening, Sylvia. How are you? Welcome to the show. We are missing Elder H- Andrea L. Hines. Excuse me. We're not at church. Andrea L. Hines, we're missing her tonight, and we wish her, and we'll be praying for her. Hey, sis, that's yes. my sister. Hi, Lori. We wish uh, our hearts are with her, and uh, yes. so on a serious note, we are praying for Elder Hines. 
um, again, she wasn't feeling well. And, you know, for our beautiful bronze girl not to be with us, it, it's a serious thing for us. So we miss her and want to, yeah. I hope she's watching and let her know that we love you. We miss you. We're praying for you. Mm -hmm. Just like we're praying for each other. Yep. And um, we usually start to show with um, our week in review. Mm -hmm. But our weeks, the last couple of weeks have been rough for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so we felt that before we introduce the awesome author we have to with tonight, we just take a little time to acknowledge that. And um, do you want to start, Ruth? You want to talk a little bit about how you've been feeling and what's been going on? Sure, sure. You know, like uh, Victoria said, we've had um, we've had a few deaths in our church and it, it you know, it. The first one happens and you're like, okay, not feeling great. But then the next one happens and, you know, people around you, I won't say start dying, but it's just like, you know what, it, it's a part of, it's a cycle of life. You know, yes. you can accept it when it's a distance, when it's a new story, when it's a letter, when, when it's not so close to you, but the closer it hits, it's just like, okay, wow. You know, you, you start thinking about your own mortality, you start thinking about, you know, yourself, you know, yes. you start thinking about the people who are left behind, you right. know, right. and it's just, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. I hate, you know, I, I'm not that type of person. I hate using that word because it's just mm -hmm. like, okay, life is hard yes. and we get that. And we just, you know, suck it up and keep right on walking. But you know, the truth is it, it it's hard. It yeah. is hard. And sometimes we just need to slow down to stop and acknowledge that, you yes. know, because, yes. you know, we're not going to make it through these moments by ourselves. I am um, famous to myself, you know, famous <laughs> to myself now, but I'm famous to myself. Thank you for seeing it. Francina, what she said, Thank lifting you. up prayers knowing that she will overcome and healing take place in the name of Jesus for Elder Hines. Amen. But um, I am famous for sucking it up mm -hmm. and moving. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I must say that a few years ago, um, one of my best friends in the world, I mean, mm -hmm. this is a person I talk to every day, um, several times a day, was killed in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I got the news collapsed that night. Um, you know, my other best friend came over to the house. We cried together. We talked about what we're going to do. And we did none of what we talked about was going to do. But you know mm -hmm. what we did do? We got up the next morning and went to work mm -hmm. like we always did. We weren't able to go to the funeral um, because it was so such short notice and we just couldn't manage it all. So right. we never got to formally say goodbye, but we kept on going. Mm -hmm. life just kept on work, bills, all the other stuff. And I don't think we even took the time to really acknowledge how deep the loss was right. to, to each of us, for each of us. But we need to stop doing that. Sometimes mm -hmm. we need to do what Elder Hines did tonight. Stop. Stop. Mm -hmm. I'm out. <laughs> time out on the field. A, a flag on the field. Yep. I gotta stop. And I, I just applaud her for, to, for what she did tonight. And I'm, I'm going to follow suit. And, and, you know, I'll just make call in sick tomorrow. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But sometimes we really have to do that. And I acknowledge that I have not been really good at taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. I will um, 
make sure everybody else has what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, I will make sure that my youngest has the medicine she needs on her pillbox. And I'll fill up my pillbox. And I'm just, I'm just being real tonight. I'll fill up my pillbox two, three, two or three days later, the pills are still in the pillbox. Mm-hmm. But I've made sure she's taking every one of hers. Why I don't take mine, I, I can't really answer it. I just know that I don't take care of myself in the way that I need to. And and you said something that was very true too, that when you see others dying around you, you take, you you, you seem to think, you think about your own mortality. Mm-hmm. And they talked so well of Elder Cheryl McNeil today that all I could think of is that song, you know, may the work I've done speak for me. Mm-hmm. When I stand before my God, I want to hear him say, well done. Mm-hmm. I want my life to be pleasing to him. I, I, I don't want it to be a, a crying thing. I want it to be a celebration because yeah. I've impacted people, because of things that I've done, that I've inspired people, that I've shown somebody what it looks like to be in pain, yes, and be able to move on. But I've also shown somebody how to live for God. Mm-hmm. And th- that's that's where I am tonight. Just, whew. Francina says, so true. The pain and hurt is real. It puts life in perspective and your own mortality. Take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is the one thing I've learned just in the last few years. You know, our emotions are there for a reason. You know, and I think that I just lost Victoria, but you know what? That's okay. You know, our emotions are there for a reason. We need to take the time to acknowledge them and to say that, you know what? I hurt and that's okay. I'm in pain and that's okay. I I need support and that's okay. And you know what? We stop and we heed those emotions. We we reach out to others. We we do this together because again, you know, it, it takes courage to live our life connected. It takes courage to live our life with each other, and that's what we need to do. So, you know, we just wanted to take a moment, and it looks like it's just the Ruth show tonight. Awesome. So, um, we just wanted to take a moment and just to acknowledge that you know, sometimes our week is not going to be productive. Sometimes our week is not going to be happy. Sometimes our week is just going to be what it is and we're going to experience loss and we're going to experience pain, but you know, let's take a moment to acknowledge that and to say, you know what, this week was what it was, but I am going to get up tomorrow morning and I'm going to keep right on going. Um, Victoria says, forgive my internet and that is quite all right, but that hopefully segues, you know, that's going to segue us. Um, we had the opportunity to, because of um, the authors and there she is. That's God hard. bless. <laughs> that's okay. It was a Ruth show for about two minutes. So, but I was, we were going to segue into our wonderful author interview tonight. Yes. So, yes, we have a wonderful children's author. Um, we have pre pre-recorded the show and yes. we thank God that in his infinite wisdom, he saw fit that we could pre-record the show because of the way we're feeling tonight. And so we want to present this author to you and, and we hope that you enjoy it. The book was just wonderful. We loved it. So let me, let me tell you a little bit about our author, author, Iolani L. Bullock is a Bronx native, Woo-hoo, another Bronx girl. 
who caught the travel bug at a young age. As a global recruiter, Iolani has been lucky to have a career that fed her love of travel and desire to experience other cultures. A diversity, equity, and inclusion professional by day and a novelist by night, she received her Bachelor of Arts from New York University and her MBA from Georgetown University. In her spare time, Iolani is always looking for another great adventure to share with her family, experimenting with various spices collected from her travels and keeping up with her two small children. Um, that was the reason actually we pre-recorded, but it worked out wonderfully. <laughs> she believes that our differences are what make us special, 100%, and that all children deserve to see themselves at the center of a story. And I want you guys just to sit back, relax for a moment. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to meet Iolani Bullock and talk about her book, Lennox Takes Flight. Welcome. We are so happy to have you in. Yes. I yes. mispronounced your name wrong last week and I must apologize, but we'll, we'll just start there. So you have a beautiful name. I let's, you know, normally we start with the book, but I, I think we need to start with your name first. So it's a little, it, it's different than what we're used to. So where did you get that name? Yes, so my mom was born in Hawaii uh, because my grandfather was stationed there after Pearl Harbor and she gave me the most Hawaiian name possible. And so Eolani means bird of heaven in Hawaiian. Beautiful. Oh, that is so neat, so neat. But I, I think that kind of flows into what your book is, what, what your book touches about. So you know, definitely travel, definitely, you know, getting out and about. So tell us a little bit about your book, Lennox Takes Flight. Yes, that is such a great segue because, you know, one of the main messages of Lennox Takes Flight is that difference is just different. A different name, a different person, a different place is not scary, but you should be curious and ask questions about it. And so uh, Lennox Takes Flight was born out of a trip I took with my son to Thailand when he was only two months old. And in preparation for the trip, I couldn't find many books about travel for children. And when I did find them, only a few or really none, maybe one had a brown character in the background, but none had them as a protagonist or the main character. And so, you know, while I was there in Thailand with him, I started just taking notes in my phone and journaling and started writing this book really in my phone. And I just thought, you know, if I can't find the book I want to read with him, let me create it. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now how old is your son now? He's now three. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this then, given that your son was so young, what made you choose to write a chapter book? That is a great question. It started out as a rhyme book for children because you know oh. that's what he was reading, board books at the time. But I actually joined a program through Georgetown University that helps people write books. And you don't have to be affiliated with Georgetown. It's called the Creator Institute. And when I chatted with them, they said, we really like your idea, but we don't publish picture books. And so if you're up for it, we want to challenge you to really blow this story out, create the storyline, develop the characters, create the imagery. And at first I was like, well, this isn't my original intention. But then I really felt that it would be fun to write about what I knew, my family, my kids and traveling, but also to imagine my son who was then two months old as an older child. And my daughter was born during the pandemic. And so it sort of snowballed into this much larger story, which is now a chapter book for you know middle grade or, or elementary students. And it's been so fun to write, but also such a creative and outlet that I needed during the pandemic and the racial injustice happening in the country. Right, right. So are you, were you a writer before this? Absolutely not. I am an unlikely author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. So what made you then think, you know, okay, I have to put this in a book. Was there not another medium that you thought that would be, would fit better? One thing I learned was that um, people who were preparing their children to travel felt like they learned a lot and were able to really um, help them associate different things by reading to them Mm -hmm. and showing them pictures. And so I thought, if I'm writing this for my son, what's the medium that he can digest this the most? Mm -hmm. But then I also Mm -hmm. thought all children should see this, no matter their background, because they should know that anyone can be a traveler. Anyone is, you know, someone that they can encounter. And it's great to see different types of people leading in these stories. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have to say, I think, um, fun was the best way to describe your book. You know, obviously my, my kids are all grown, so I don't te- generally read chapter books anymore, but just going through it, you know, for a first time author, you did a magnificent job just yes. creating the, um, the atmosphere, world building, you know, developing the characters and everything. And just, you did a great job. I enjoyed the book. And I think I speak for all of us when you say it was just, a great book. So um, what gave you the inspiration for the characters that were in there, especially the the, uh, the young lady with the dog and all the folks that they met in the airport? Yes, it's funny how the creative process works. I never envisioned writing about a blind or visually impaired character. But when I was thinking about my experience in an airport for the first time and how different all the people were, literally, I, and I write about this, I saw people with turbans and you know people with their families. I'm like, are they leaving or are they going? Are they kissing someone goodbye or did they just meet them? And I remembered thinking to myself that there were certain people who were driven around sort of on those golf carts in airports, and that there were people that needed help. 
And that was the first moment that I thought, oh, can I incorporate some of that into this book in some way? Mm -hmm. And as I kept thinking about it, I thought maybe a blind character that has a guide dog. Okay, then let's build some tension. Lennox has a fear of the dog. And so that's really how it came out was me thinking about, you know, an airport is where people of all walks of life come together Mm -hmm. and where most journeys begin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was really intentional to have most of the book happen there, but also develop the characters of, you know, people who could be there, which is really anyone with all types of abilities mm -hmm. and all types of backgrounds. That's right. Well, you did a great job uh, portraying all that. And mm -hmm. like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. So I'm gonna hand you over to Victoria. Yes. <laughs> uh, listeners and viewers, get the book. That's my, one of my taglines, but get this book. What I liked was the fact that you, A, you could see yourself in the book. And like I told you Earl, before we started, I could see myself in the book because I have a fear of dogs. And I said, I understood the, the rapid heartbeat. I support little Lennox. I understood him perfectly. <laughs> that was me. But um, I love the fact that I wish that I had a book like that uh, mm -hmm. when I was coming up because it, it would have opened my mind up to the possibilities that I can do more. I can mm -hmm. go any place in the world I want to besides just, you know, immediate circle or from state to state. But I, this book, I, I tell you, if you have grandchildren, get this book for them. It, it takes you through how to get a passport, what that feels like. And I don't have my passport, right? And so I felt, I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm probably gonna be like Lennox and Tegan when they get when I get my passport. <laughs> and I plan to get it now after reading your book. I love it. Amazing. It is amazing. It was. It, I tell you, just to have and you and like you said, you did your research and you didn't find a book like that. I I can agree with you. I have never read a book like yours that explained what happens on flights what how you prepare for it the mm -hmm. sights the sounds the smells you had that airport down pat <laughs> I, I felt like i was I felt like i was in LaGuardia, actually <laughs> the airport of all airports right? Know, right, right. <laughs> it was just really good so i don't know if i have any questions but i you know more commentary of how the book was i mean do you have a a copy of the book with you so you could show you know, I do upstairs, but that's why I have this. So this is literally okay. the cover. <laughs> right. But, I would love that was like to see the, some of the pictures because I don't have a physical copy of the book. Uh, that's why um did you did you have a hard time finding an illustrator or is there illustrations through the book? So there are very small illustrations at the top of the chapter page, but on the yeah. back of the book is a really fun picture of Lennox and Tegan. And although the program I was in provided an illustrator, I specifically went out and sought out a black illustrator. I just thought that was so important. And even though I'm a first time author, I'm an indie author, I don't have a platform, but I just thought if I can help a, a creative come up that, you know, and give them more work and just collaborate with them, how great would that be? And so yeah. on our website, lennoxtakesflight.com, you can see the video trailer created by our illustrators as well, oh. which is awesome. Yes, fun video. And so I um, thus thought that was so important. If I can reach out and help someone else, let me do it. Exactly, exactly. What mm -hmm. was your path to writing? And you, and this is your first book. Where, 
what what have you written prior to this or how did you you know begin your path to writing victoria the only thing i wrote before this were essays for college so <laughs> i have never been a creative writer but you know one thing you just said was so important really around representation and that's what motivated yes. me in 2019 2019 the cooperative children's book center published some data that showed only 11.9% of main characters in children's books were African-American, compared to over wow. 40% over 40 were white and nearly 30% were animals. And so that to me right there was all the motivation I needed to say, I want my kids and all kids to grow up in the world where the, anyone can see themselves as the main character of a book. Exactly. You know? And exactly. so that really pushed me again to say, if I don't see it, I want to create it. And I just want it there for my kids. And the greatest thing happened when my book uh, was published on December 23rd. So early Christmas present. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine whose family lives in Australia, they are black. Uh, they moved there for work and they have a young son and they had a picture of him holding the book on the beach in Australia. Oh. And he has never, ever seen himself or his image oh, or likeness wow. on the cover of a book. And I just thought, this is why I wrote this book. For yes. those who are like, I can do this too. And as you said, like how motivating this was for you to get your passport yes. for a child of color. It's motivating for them to say, oh, if Lennox can do that, I can do that too. Or maybe a child that's visually impaired or has some sort of different ability. If someone who's visually impaired can travel, I can travel too. And mm -hmm. so, you know, yes think that when children are young, they're so, they're sponges. And if we can teach them that difference is a good thing and makes people special and they can be curious and ask questions about it, the better off I, I truly think our world would be. Absolutely. I agree with you. I just got goosebumps. And I, I honestly feel yeah. that if I could raise my girls again, mm. having a passport would be a passage, like almost, you know, a rite of passage for them because it would open their minds up to more of the possibilities. And I gave them as much as I thought I could, but just if I had put a passport in their hands, you can do anything you want to. You can go anywhere you want to. It's just so powerful. There was a line in um, the book, and I think it was the captain talking to Lennox mm. about how he faced his fears. Yes. That just struck me. Oh my goodness. I just had a moment. I had to stop reading and just I had to, I took that line and put it in a word document. And I said, I'm gonna blow that up. It was mm -hmm. something I can't. I don't know it word for word. It was something about how he faced his fears, mm -hmm. and the captain was really um, proud of him for that. And and how you how you do things in fear, and yes. that just reminded me of 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 my faith walk. You know, mm -hmm. you know, like I have to move forward even though I'm afraid but I know that God has me. That's the message that it said to me. And so I wanted to thank you, you know, for that. Cause it was just, just beautiful. And I'm telling you, your gift has certainly made room for you. And you said, this is your first novel. What? Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> what, do you have another one on the shelf somewhere? So I've been asked to write, to create this as a picture book for young kids. So I think that's the next one. And then, I mean, I have to bring Lennox to Thailand. He's almost yes. there. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about that. Yes. That was the next question. Because does he ever, 
I want to read that because how long of a flight is it? How long was the flight to go to Thailand? 13 um, hours. Yeah, so he, he's got 13 hours to do something on that flight. <laughs> beautiful, just beautiful. I tell you, well, I, I'm going to stop gushing and, and turn it over to Andrea. She's going to have a few things for you. But it's a beautiful book, beautiful. Yeah, I, I, and the word that I thought, of, thought about when I, when I um, uh, finished reading, I thought that was delightful. It was delightful because it, it, it brought you joy. It made you laugh. It, it carved a different path in terms of thinking and, and the way we view different things. And it, it, was just, it really was a joy to read. I certainly, I certainly did enjoy it. And you can tell Victoria got a lot out of it, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you how long it took you. How long did it take you to write the story? Yeah, so I started um, in December of 2020. And so, okay. yeah, it's taken um, a while, but I think, well, taken a while, but at the same time in the program, it sort of helps you fast track it a little bit. You get an editor mm -hmm. and they really help you to hone your writing style. But um, mm -hmm. the great thing is as my son was growing and once my daughter was born, I said, oh, I have some new material. I have a new work <laughs> I want to explore. And of course my husband's like, wait, I'm in the book. I'm like, absolutely. So oh. our family, you know, grew and went through all types of different things and the kids just grew and changed. I would write those things in as how I imagined them to be when they were older, which was just so much fun. Well, I tell you what, if they were interesting interesting children to me because Lennox, uh, both of them had this, this great sense of imagination. Mm. They, they, both of them did. Yeah. But while Lennox tended to go off in into his dream place, that's what I called it, you know, he would get his adventures, he'd be in the dream. Uh, but, but Tegan was just a free spirit. I mean, she... <laughs> That airport belonged to her. <laughs> Linus made it for taking flight, but that airport belonged to her. She just seemed to be precocious and 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 fearless. And you know, where's our cape? What are we getting ready to do? What you know? What's going to happen to us now? And and just to see the same but different, you know, mm. because you wanted them to have an adventure, but their experience within that adventure was so totally different but yet they looked out for each other yeah. mm -hmm. and i love that i love that i love the 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 big brother big sister uh aspect of it because i always think that that is that is so important uh that we know and learn i may not agree with you but i'm not gonna leave you hanging i'm not gonna leave you out there by yourself i'm gonna make sure that you're safe and make sure that that everything is done you know the the way that we can both uh, enjoy it, and and she was just so funny to me. It's like, oh, there's the dog. Oh, there's, a... and I thought, oh no, I don't think you're supposed. To... Well, it's so funny. Bring it to light like that, but no. that's just who she was. And in writing, Tegan, I remember working with an editor, and they said at one point. 
you got to pull her back. She's taken over this story and she's the star of the show. I said, oh my gosh, this is about Lennox, not about Tia. <laughs> so, but I see that personality in my daughter, Tegan, and oh my goodness, she is just going to be a firecracker. I already know. And she's only 15 mm-hmm. months old. <laughs> wow. Oh, she is delightful. She really, really is. I'm excited uh, at the possibility of the next book coming out because yes, we do have to get you all the Thailand. We've got to make sure that that happens. And I can't wait to see what a different country and a different culture yes. will spark in both of them. And that that's going to be an exciting transition to see. Exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Now, now, Victoria, since you went ahead of me this time, I think I need to ask, how can we get in touch with you? This is usually Victoria's part. How can we get in touch with you? How can they find you? Yes, please find me at lennoxtakesflight.com. On the website is information about the story, um, information for educators about how they can teach about the book. I actually created an educator guide to go along with it because there are so many themes about understanding difference. I would be remiss. It's Black History Month to talk about the Tuskegee Airmen. That's Lennox's great grandfather. In we need to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> and the historical aspect. Uh-huh. Yes, the historical aspect, difference, especially with a blind character. So many great themes that young children can explore. There are also some downloadables, like a paper airplane exercise that's on the website for kids to download, or a coloring page that's, you know, a picture of Lennox. So even if they're not old enough to read it, they can still interact with Lennox, and Lennox oh, takes flight awesome. through there. And then if anyone wants to um, connect with me, there's a a messaging feature right on the website. So they can send me a direct message and I I would love to connect because my my real goal here is to get this book in front of children, in front of teachers, Mm -hmm. really, so that, you know, we have an uplifting book about diverse characters that is fun, but also helps us learn a lot. Well, I tell you what, what, uh, what I like about the that too, what you were saying, this is, this is so, when I listen to you talk about how, how you are handling getting it into the hands of children and teachers, most, most of the time people write a story. Mm. You get from it what you get from it. Mm -hmm. But you have taken it a step farther and said, you know what, not only does this story need to be told, but it can be told this way. So you've got not only a great story and a great book, but you've also got a roadmap for people mm-hmm. who say, you know, this is more than, you know, just sitting down with my grandson and reading him a nice story. And, and you know, I can spark something else in him. Uh, I am a teacher. I can guide a child through a whole different series of experiences with this book. And I I just, I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. I write things and put them in a drawer, honey. (laughs) So this is an inspiration to me. Girl, you better get that out. Exactly. (laughs) Go next. (laughs) And I'm assuming the book can be purchased through. Amazon, Amazon, uh, Walmart, Target online, really where all books are sold online. So um, check out Linux Takes Flight. It is such a fun story and a great read for anyone, whether you're a child or not. 
Clearly, well, that's, you obvious. that's obvious. <laughs> Those with a childlike spirit and heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Iolani, did I get it? You got it. it. Yolani, okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it has been a pleasure, a pleasure having you with us tonight and, and hearing your voice. We always say that there, nobody can tell a, a, the story like the author. Uh, so it's good hearing your voice talk about your book and the characters in your book and everything. And like I said, it was just a delightful read. You've been a delightful guest for us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. And uh, let, me, let me ask you one more thing before we go. What advice would you give to a new author? Someone is writing for the first time. What yes. advice would you give? I would say to write from the heart and be very careful not to have someone edit out your voice. You know your story, you know it from your gut. And so when you go through that process, make sure that the story that you want to be told is still getting out there and it's not being edited out because it's so easy to fall into that trap. That is some good advice. Some good advice. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Ruth, do you have any closing comments, you or Victoria? Uh, I just, Yelani, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us. Thank you for writing your book. It was awesome. And authors out there, if you would like to be on our show, please email us at authorsup at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. I just have to say, get the book, y'all. Get the book. Get the book. It's going to go on my shelf back here. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Again, thank you so much. And uh, listeners, you hang in there. We'll be right back. I might unmute. All right. There okay. we go. But <laughs> I was saying, what a delightful interview that was. And I mean, it get the book. As you can see, I was excited. <laughs> oh, I was book. too. Oh, it was just, I mean, I don't think there's an in any other way to just describe the book beyond delightful. It was just the characters were awesome. Yes. The fact that she's a first time author and she didn't write before. Oh my goodness. So I think she's telling us a little tale. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, but you know what? She has God-given talent. Yes, and she does. And when you have talents and gifts like that, mm -hmm. all you got to do is put your trust in the master's hand. Yeah, but and then put pen to paper and see what comes out. And only the author can tell the story. I mean, we couldn't tell you. No. It's like she told you. <laughs> but we can say get the book. So it is a great addition to your <laughs> library, especially if you have kids who are reading chapter books, you know, for our more diverse families. I mean, to see yourself in it, that is an awesome gift. So yes, get the and book. I, I'm telling you, by the end of this year, I will have my passport. I'm not sure where I'm going. Doesn't matter. I, I just, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoy it. Thank, thank you for seeing that. It was really, she was really delightful. Yes. She really was. And I hope that came across for us. Um, do you have any closing remarks, Ruth? I have something I want to read and leave with our listeners tonight before we go. So if you, uh, you know, go I ahead. want you to have it. No, you go, go ahead. ahead if you have anything. 
No, you know my usual email us at authorsup at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. If you are a first-time author, if you are an established author, this is what we're here for. We want to give you a platform. So email us, authorsup at gmail.com. Amen. That's it. Well, we you know, we started on a somber uh, note tonight, but I wanted to leave some words of encouragement. I have been listening to this song by the wine and like all week. I woke up. And it's called The Wine is Trust in God. It's an old song. So the words have just been, like I said, going playing through my head and in my heart. So I wanted to leave the words with you all tonight. He bottles up every tear, understands every fear. So we must put our trust in God. He knows the reasons why. Nights mm-hmm. we must sit and cry. So we must put our trust in God. Even though sometimes the load makes you feel your life is almost gone. Just look up. Tomorrow's sun will let you know your life's not done. Just look around. Love's pouring down. Trust in God. He understands everything. Healing is in his wings. So we must put our trust in God. He shows how much he cares by sharing the load we bear. So we must put our trust in God, even when we don't understand, and it seems our world is falling apart, just trust in God. So listeners and viewers, trust in God. We hope that you'll join us again next week. We'll be right here at 7 p.m. for another episode of Authors Up. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Bronze Girl. Good night. Good night, Bronze Girl, Andrea. If you're looking, we love you. <laughs> Trust in God.